26th of February 2021. It is now 3.46 a.m. So I am actually going to be talking about, well, yesterday, which was Thursday the 25th. I'm up early, obviously. To be honest, this is a normal time for me. I mean, that's the reason for a yogi's dark night, because there are days I am up this early. So, not totally a big deal. I mean, it would be nice to actually have a little bit of sleep, but I feel, I feel well rested. If I were to calculate, it's been more than 24 hours without food or water, I would say this would be, if the last time I had a drink was at about 10, I would say about 10 o'clock at night, 10.30 at night was my last glass of water, let's say 10.30 on a Wednesday night because I have a heart leadership circle that I join so say we finish at 10.30 and that was my last glass of water so it's been 29 hours yeah, coming into 30 hours without uh, fruit or water that is relatively normal believe it or not The longest I've been without food and water on a fast is 72 hours. So at a 30 hour mark, I feel pretty normal. This would be around the time that things feel a little bit dry, drier, but I feel okay. Well rested. I feel like it will come to a point where I don't feel like I need as many hours to to rest anymore. So let's talk about yesterday. Tuesday and Wednesday night were very difficult for me. I didn't feel like I slept very well, especially Wednesday night. It was extremely hot and in hindsight, I could have had another shower before I went to bed again. It was hot. Uh, I was feeling balmy. I was feeling angry because there was something biting me and I couldn't figure out what it was. It wasn't a mosquito, but if it was a mosquito, it was a very intense mosquito because I now have a about, about three bites. They're a little bit swollen as well. I mean, they've gone down a little bit, but they're not itchy. They're just swollen bites and so I got up at around the same time yesterday on a Thursday morning trying to look for a place that was not so intensely hot I couldn't find it so I lay down on the couch in the living room which was probably the most coolest place in the house and then my dog got up from where she sleeps. Her little doggy bed is by one of the couches that we have. And she got up and just sat pointing directly outside, which was actually very close to 
our altar. I wouldn't say she was pointing directly at the altar, but not very far from it, missing direct pointing by an inch. Now at four o'clock in the morning, you just think, well, okay, something's happening over there. First thing I thought was, what is she looking at? We live up on the fourth floor, so pretty low rise, there are no lifts. So I sat with her and petted her and said it's okay, just in case it was a squirrel or something. But it did get me up. She eventually, after a couple of minutes, got up and went back to her bed. I ended up sitting in front of the altar and I, all I had to do was turn myself so that I am looking directly at Jesus, actually. Her little altar has a little image of Jesus and I thought I would meditate there. Just sit there. It is that time when it is the most quiet right now. So I sat. I was feeling angry. I was feeling angry that I was uncomfortable. I was feeling angry that I was, I didn't sleep very well. I didn't have a sound sleep. I was angry that I was also still getting bitten by something that was bothering me. And I didn't know what I was doing. I then turned on one of my audiobooks that I'm listening to with um, daily meditations. This one is for Lent, so it's 40 days, 40 daily meditations by Richard Rohr called The Wondrous Encounters. Listen to that, which was all of five minutes, and it got me thinking about Jesus and about his 40-day fast and his journey into the desert. I wanted to know what it was like. I wanted to know, first off, was it a dry fast or was it a water fast? How uncomfortable was he? What was that journey like? meeting with Satan and Satan's temptations and so I went on YouTube and I was listening to different sermons on that particular passage and that particular story just to get some insight first off I must say for the longest time when the Bible talks about wilderness I immediately make it Malaysianized and I think wilderness as the rainforest, okay, the jungles. <laughs> I forget that geographically, <laughs> in the Bible, Jesus, Moses, we're more in the Middle East and it's more desert. So then I think, where are they going to get water anyway? So. One priest or a scholar or, you know, Bible professional <laughs> on YouTube was mentioning it would have been a full water fast, you know, 40 days and all he drinks is water. But then I think, 
it would have been very scarce as well anyway because where is he going to get water in the desert right there's going to be a bunch of canyons and rocks and maybe he will find little i don't know drips of water somewhere but isn't it technically mostly dry i then imagine him and i imagine being him and i think wow i wouldn't call what i'm doing and what i'm going through suffering i am uncomfortable compared to what he was going through and even what moses went through for 40 years trying to find a promised land and trying to deal with the israelis israelites israelites so and immediately i felt like there is nothing i can complain about at this very moment in time because obviously in history people have gone through worse at a time when there wasn't even electricity let alone the internet there wasn't even running water let alone cars even let alone planes let alone safety we are so much more protected and safe now than our ancestors ever were but it wasn't only that i felt also that when satan tempted jesus the first time trying to encourage him to turn stone into bread and jesus said men shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god it made me think i mean if i were to be really literal about this it takes me back to breatharians and their belief that we are more than just the physical under fasting or the magic of fasting to know that we as human beings are more than just the physical that we are energetic beings and we can feed off energies like the word of god spiritual like the the energy of the universe to sustain us to help us grow to survive and thrive that is what made me feel that okay you know what i am going to go a little bit further with this fast today and do a full dry fast a whole day not to feel suffering i know that's normal i know that some people say they fast so they feel what it feels like to be hungry to to feel what it feels like to be poor breatharians strongly believe that we are spiritual beings we are energetic beings with a physical body and that we are capable of not only surviving but thriving on energies not just on physical food it is possible i strongly believe it as well that yes as we are growing up when we are small and slowly growing up we need a little bit of sustenance we need food to grow physical food for its nutrients but it comes to a point in time when we don't need as much anymore definitely as we grow older we don't 
need as much food because we can generate and even regenerate on our own and I've talked about this in other entries so I'm not going to go into this again but there are people who do it it's just that the majority think it's preposterous of course there is definitely a possibility that we can we can definitely do this and it's not hurtful if anything it is the complete opposite it's healing but there are other parts to it that one cannot just quote unquote starve themselves to death no it is not that prayer must be a part of it god must be a part of it for it to happen and there's more than enough testimonies out there on youtube and on the internet that talks about it talks about the power of fasting for a prolonged period of time living on the word of god let's see what time that is 4:09 to have a really noisy motorcycle my sense is that person on that motorcycle is pissed off that they have to be awake this early in the morning that's what it feels like it feels like a very angry person on a very angry motorcycle who is suffering and doesn't care that anybody else is sleeping because he is just as troubled so noisy and he's around the neighborhood being noisy incredible right i am being noisy and i'm going to go around the neighborhood being noisy because i am hurting at four o'clock in the morning and i hope you all hear that right where was i I guess in short, what I'm trying to do is sense more of God. Although I find it very hard to sense God when all I hear is noise. Here's the other thing. In one of the sermons that I found on YouTube, one of the priests was mentioning that, and I never thought about this, by the way, in Ramadan, I don't know very much about Ramadan. It's just that, you know, I come from a Muslim country, so it's what i know from my friends when one is fasting over ramadan everything should be as normal it should not be like anything has changed you don't change your schedule you're just not eating the whole day but everything should be as normal okay well this priest in this youtube clip was saying the 40 days of lent your whole schedule should be changed so that you are more in the presence of God and so you are giving more of your time and your energy to for example reading the bible or receiving more content from God scriptures podcasts audiobook radio anything messages from God which now can come in any form so now that i say that say for example i wanted 
some sort of direction from God of, as what am I doing today since I was going to be going on a full, long, dry water fast and I wasn't technically doing any work. I wasn't working today. I didn't have to be in the studio. I could be at home. What would I do? And so I'm just going to say it. And God directed me to listen to this one priest to have an understanding that it's not like Ramadan where you just go about your business. No. If you are fasting, you're removing these pleasures, you're removing these binges, so you spend more time understanding God, understanding energies, the universe, spirituality. So the schedule needs to change. It cannot be as the same as usual. The Lent season leading up to Easter is special for that reason. Not just fasting. And that was like another light bulb moment for me. Let's say you're fasting, right? So let's say you remove your favorite binge, whatever that binge may be, whether it be food, Netflix, gaming. You have all this extra time and energy to do what? To take up a sport? To take up guitar lessons? Technically, no. By right, this is a holy month. And in that holy month, would you not pick up spirituality? Would this not be the time? I think so. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking up guitar lessons at this time either, though, because music can be spiritual. If that can bring you closer to your higher self, then why not? But this is the time for spirituality. So yes, I did do a little bit of work, about four hours of work, audio podcasting. But the rest of it was to read, to listen, open-heartedly, open-mind. And in the evening, I watched a movie called 40, The Temptation of Christ. That was a pretty good movie. I thought it was going to be really cheesy, because the last time I ever watched a Christian movie, was easily back in the early 90s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was around 10 or 11. Mmm, it's horrible. Cheesy and corny as fuck, I hated it. But this movie was like, oh, it actually was pretty tactful, peaceful. Yeah, I was really impressed by the movie. Definitely worth it. So as I sit here telling you this, I, I think, yeah, God is going to direct me, for sure. He is already directing me to these sermons and these movies through the platforms that I know. This is when I realized that these platforms that I know that I am growing up with at this very moment in time, in this generation, in this millennia, like YouTube, like social media, God is in everything and God is there and he's directed me in the way that I know how. In, in places that I would see. Because I am here and I am searching. I am searching to understand. I know that he knows that, obviously, because he's probably listening to every single word I'm saying right now. <laughs> hey God, I hope you're enjoying my content and continue to direct me. These little aha moments, these little light bulb moments, these little ding. Ah, that makes so much sense. These little nuggets 
Would I continue on these dry fasts, these prolonged dry fasts? I don't know. I'm going to trust and follow the signs, wherever the signs may be, follow my body. But knowing that he's got me, I'm with him. I have a feeling that my dog barks and is a little bit uncomfortable because someone is in this apartment energetically. Yeah, watching over us. All right. My take home or my takeaway for Thursday. Refraining from temptations to feel every word that comes from the mouth of God. To feel his energies will help to energize and sustain me. And number two, taking the season of Lent seriously, spiritually, and with all the time that I now have, allocating that time to read, to watch, to listen to holy scriptures, to the saints, to the mystics, to the angels, ancestors, gurus who are guiding me. See you tomorrow.